The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome back to the Source of Truth podcast and our Thursday edition as we take time in God's Word, and we're so glad you're joining us today, and uh, we're going to look forward to the time we have together. We're going to continue in the book of Psalm chapter 90 this morning as we are in looking at uh, walking slowly through the book of Psalms, and uh, we're going to evaluate, pick up where we left off yesterday, evaluating the chapter in Psalm chapter 90. Yesterday we talked specifically about the greatness of God, the fact that He he is not limited to our timeline. He's not limited to, to our limitations. And his greatness exceeds anything we have. And then the remainder, the last two verses we, we, we referenced yesterday, really talks about the limitations of mankind. God is great. God is, you know, he's not limited to our time. He can see outside of all of these things. But yet we, as mankind, are limited. Uh, we ha- you know, it, we'll look a little bit how more detail what that means. But simply, so many times when we we look at God, we look at our circumstances, we look at what we want, and we kind of say, God, do this, do this, instead of learning from God, who is not only sees the past, the present, the future all at the same time. He's been there. He's lived, obviously, forever. We have lived limited time, and yet we can still look at God from our own understanding, our own perception, and become easily frustrated that God's not doing what we want. So today we're going to look, uh, again, this is a letter from Moses. He's a prayer of Moses. And so we're gonna, we have to remember the context is you know, Moses was the one that led the children of Israel through the wilderness. So you're going to see that in context as he talks. So it gives us a better understanding of what he's referencing in this chapter. I want to, or in these verses specifically, I'm going to mention, start off with this question. Uh, one of the things we're going to look at for a few minutes this morning is, as Moses references, the wrath of God. And I'll be honest with you, in our culture today, you can easily look at things like this and you can come back and say this, you know, the fact that God is as a man of wrath makes him mean, a bully, angry. It's not the loving God that we've all come to know. By the way, just because somebody may be angry over things or show wrath over things that are wrong does not mean he's angry. There's a big difference between that. There are things in this world that just break our hearts and yes, anger us. It doesn't make us evil. And, uh, but God, here's the thing we do. We have a tendency to place God in our mindset. We're human. This is our reaction. That must be God's reaction. And those things are wrong. And this is what Moses reminds us as he writes this, that God is just not the same as us. And it's so wrong for us to kind of treat him like he is. And it helps us have a better understanding of him and ourselves. So when we think of wrath, why? Well, let's look at the first couple of things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about, um, start with, the understanding of who God is and who we are. In verse number four, actually verse three, he says, Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return ye children of men. He talks about the frailty of life. Verse four, For a thousand years in thy sight are as yet yesterday, when it is past, and as a watch in the night. He says, Your time, our time is so different. Verse five, Thou carriest them, or man away as with a flood. They are as a sleep in the morning. They are like grass that groweth up. In the morning it flourishes, and it groweth up. In the evening... It is cut down and withereth, for we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. So he talks literally about the, the limitation of life, the grass. Grass grows, it's cut down, it's used, it's so limited in its life span as every plant would be. And so he's basically comparing mankind to that. Uh, in comparison to the Almighty God who's been around 
forever. We are so frail. He talks a little bit about how little time we have on this earth and help. So when we look at wrath, the first thing, let me just give you a couple thoughts here and we'll continue in these verses. The first thing I want you to understand is that to understand why God's wrath, it gives us a better understanding of the true, true nature of sin. If you've ever had anybody, you know, uh, caught into some wrong part of life by someone else. You get angry at that lifestyle. Not necessarily your friend, but angry at those things. I've seen, I've seen alcohol and drugs and things like that destroy lives. Absolutely destroy it. Some people come to me and ask me my opinion on those things, of alcohol or things like that. I have nothing but a bad opinion of it, simply because my job has dictated that I get to see the negative side of it. And that's about all I see. I've never even seen a positive side of those things. And so when I look at it, I think obviously it's wrong. And so yes, to me, things like those, those, those battles, not the people, but the battles that go in are angering. And, and when you recognize how bad they are, it shows honestly a great love. And here's one of the reasons. When we choose to go the wrong way, God knows how much it hurts him. God knows how much it hurts us. And so in his wrath, he says, you are wrong. I think, so we have to understand the true nature of sin, but we have to understand the true nature of God. We mentioned uh, recently that one of the biggest battles comes down to creation. If God really created the earth, then we are accountable to him. And that's really what it comes down to. We as mankind constantly move ourselves away saying we're not accountable to God. We are absolutely accountable to God because he is God. And we are just man that's here for a few years and gone. He is God and we are accountable to him. And so when we choose to go away, uh, we obviously we're provoked wrath, and that, that is what happens, and that's perfectly fine because he is God. We are mankind. So when we understand the true nature of sin, but we also understand the true nature of ourselves, and we should, we should recognize that this is God, and we are accountable to him, and we should be following him, and ultimately eternal destination is all based upon him and what he's done and what we choose to do with him. Let's continue in these verses. Um, verse 8. For thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. Now he, so he continues to point out that he is noticing our sin and he's angry at the sin of the people in the wilderness. Verse 9, for all the days are past away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a table that is told. He said basically our lives are kind of like a, a fable, kind of like a story. He said, you look at us and you told the story, but it's so quick and our lives are gone that quickly. Again, a great reminder of the limitation of human life. He says in verse 10, these days of our years are three score and 10, 70 years. And if by reason of strength that person's really healthy, they may live to be four score years or 80. Yet is their strength labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Verse 11, who knoweth the power of thine anger, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So again, he talks, he goes, in a good day, especially in those days, a healthy person would live to 80. Generally, 70 is a time span, but a healthy person lives to 80. Now, you think about a God who's lived for well, millions of years. He's never really, he's not really lived. He's always been. He's not limited to time. And, and we've been here 70, 80 years. And I, what, I, what we can pull from this is he thinks about, remember who he's talking about, the children of Israel who have basically constantly go against God, constantly say we want our way, constantly say, God, why aren't you doing it for us? At one point, why don't you just leave us back in Egypt so we could have stayed back there? At least we had, and they list a nasty food. So here's the point. Somehow they were so convinced that what they had in Egypt was better than what God had given them. And it's simply because they were selfish in their mindset, very self-righteous, very self-centered, didn't never really recognize who God was and what he was doing. And that continued to drive them down a path, it continued where they would not trust him the first time when they went to across the Jordan. So therefore, you know, first time when they were at Jericho, so therefore they, they ended up losing the opportunity and had to travel wander, uh, aim, aimlessly for 40 years in the wilderness. 
And all came down. That's the angry sin. Now, here's the reason why Moses talks about recognizing the nature of sin, recognizing the nature of God and his anger. Why? Because ultimately, but we can't really ever come to the point of seeing his mercy until we recognize the need of his mercy. Verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long, and let it repent of thee concerning thy servants. And so what you have here, what you have is Moses recognizing the understandable reason for God's anger, the decision of Israel to turn their back and to do their own things. And Moses says, hey, it's our choice. You are God alone. You are, you are the God, and we are wrong, and we're so limited in our time. Who are we to tell you you're wrong, and we deserve to be here? But now I beg you, turn your wrath away and bring mercy. And see, we, we can never really come to God and beg for mercy if we don't recognize our need of it. And we're not going to recognize a need of mercy if we don't recognize the severity of our sin. In 1 John 1, 9, John writes this. He says, e, uh, uh, if you confess with your heart, um, uh, I can't even think of the verse right now. If you confess with your heart, he talks about this. If you've sinned, you confess God is willing and able to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If we confess our sins, that's what it starts with, if we confess our sins. The idea of if is a conditional. I may not do it. Uh, the word confess means to agree with God. So when I'm confessing, I'm not saying, God, just forgive me. I might have done something wrong. I'm saying, God, you were right. This is wrong, and I am sorry. That's confession. If we sit back and say, Lord, I don't know. Please forgive me, but I'm not really sure this is wrong. And in our minds, we continue to go down a path. That's sin. We're not willing to acknowledge that God is right, we are wrong, and move from that point of view. And that is where we need, that's what he's talking about. I will never experience mercy from God, true mercy, until I recognize I need it. This starts with salvation. If I don't recognize that God is God alone, Jesus is God alone, and he's the only way to heaven, he says in John, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And if I don't recognize that, then I will never come to him. See, my salvation is not found in religion. My salvation is not found in church. My salvation is found in Jesus alone. But I must recognize who he is and come to him about that. But if I don't recognize he is God and that I am a sinner and I deserve hell and I need Jesus, if I don't recognize that, I will never be able to call upon him. I must repent and I must turn to him. When I'm saved, if I don't come to a point where I realize, Lord, I am wrong in this area and I turn, I turn away from that, I will miss out. On the I will miss out on his grace. Now, his grace is always there, but I must acceptance. And accepting it means confessing, agreeing with God it's wrong, and confessing and, and being willing to acknowledge my place in this. this. This is what Moses is talking about. And so he talks about, you know, we can become so arrogant in our mindset that this is all about us, that we miss out, that this is all about God. And so when we look at this, please remember, his mercy is new every day, which means, hey, what I did yesterday, God's going to, he's not waking, hey, yesterday you did this, I'm just getting done with it. His mercy is fresh and new, and he's not worried about yesterday, and he's offering mercy, he's offering grace every day. He even stated in scripture, where sins abound, sin abounds, grace abounds even more. I don't sit back and say, well, I've just done too much. I can't. I think we can miss that point. That's not what God's saying. God is saying that if we recognize our condition and come to him, he is always willing. I mean, I think I can quote this verse right this time. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. I love that. He is faithful and just. But to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, he is ready, willing, and waiting to, to bring forgiveness. 
to bring reconciliation. That is his desire. He's not going to sit back and point out our failures. He's just going to continue to point out his love and his grace to us because that's what we live on. That's the strength we find. So if you find yourself in a bit of a battle, remember, you say, I'm angry at God because of his wrath. His wrath is acknowledgement of true nature of sin. And, 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 and we know that because if you're struggling with sin, you're seeing the negative side of it. What we need to do is just give it to God. Confess and give it to God and come back to him. That is where you find fresh uh, mercy. That is where you find grace. That is where you find hope. You're not going to find it anywhere else. And may we, if need be, today, just spend some time, come to God and get those things right. You say, I'm right with God. I really believe I am. Then enjoy the peace that comes with it. This is a great reminder. And remember that this is where we find our happiness. This is where we find joy and true fulfillment in Jesus Christ and our relationship with him. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday morning edition. Uh, we greatly appreciate the privilege we have to be part of your day. We hope it's an encouragement and a blessing to you, uh, and I hope that it'll help. And I so hope you join us again tomorrow as we finish out the week together, and we look forward to that. See you again tomorrow.